Hi, welcome back to another episode of That Happy Habit, the podcast. I'm your host, Meg Goodman, and today I'm going to be talking to you about avoiding burnout. Um, So I'm going to be giving you some tips, some tricks, and things that I've learned along the way with the lessons both of having burnout and trying to avoid it in a way that is able to recognize it early. Um, So we're going to be discussing all of that, but before we get into that, we are going to do a life update. So it's been a busy 14 days since I last recorded. So again, I'm recording on Sunday. That's typical of me recording on the day of publishing, but we'll get there. Um, I am in the middle of running a 14-day happy habit challenge over on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. That is taking up quite a lot of my time, but I am thoroughly enjoying it. I am loving seeing my community come together and support each other in a way that I just, I didn't even know could could happen um which is so exciting and so much fun um I have got a deadline in place for my desk pads so that's going to be my next product that comes out really soon um so it's going to be a desk pad design and I'm going to be going through there you'll get the full scoop soon but I'm just going through my last little bits of it I've put in some deadlines for myself um because I want to have it done because I'm going to be speaking at an event in the near future so I want to have them done before then so I'm just Um, more information to come on all of that and I'm super excited things are progressing and I feel like I have been putting so much work into this and I'm finally starting to see some reward for it so I'm just so excited and it's going to be epic when it all comes together um what else has been happening oh I got my hair cut that was a bit I've cut off heaps I don't know in the video you can see it but um I cut off lots um and I love it I love having short hair I forget it every time when it's long and then as soon as it's short again I feel like myself um I cut a little bit of bangs which well I didn't cut them myself my hairdresser cut them but I'm actually loving them a little bit harder when your hair's a bit greasy I'm still trying to figure out that but we'll get there um at school I've been doing teaching wise footloose so that's been absorbing a lot of my time but again it's a passion so it it's fun so this is all stuff I'll get into in the burnout topic of just I have so much on all the time all the time but I'm loving it um and then also at school at the moment I've got my kids set up in a Korean exchange so once a week we are on a zoom call with a Korean school um and that has been so much fun and I just think I'm enjoying it maybe a little more than the kids but like we've been learning the language learning what their schools look like we've been on tours around their schools their classrooms met their teachers it's just been an epic experience and I think moments like that make me so extremely grateful that I get to be a teacher because where else do you just randomly zoom people from Korea that are like kids like I get to speak to Korean children that's so much fun and I just think I am getting out of my jobs what I put into them so I find even though I am working basically full-time twice I am getting out what I put in so it's that reward the I'm reaping a reward for it at the moment so it's feeling worth it Um, My recommendation for the week before we get into it is a podcast and it's called If Books Could Kill. They do really, really honest reviews of books and sometimes they're a little bit negative, but I, I kind of enjoy it just for like, even if it's a book that I've really enjoyed, I like it just to hear the other perspective. Like I quite like hearing both sides and then being able to decide what I think, you know. 
and just not being influenced by what they think and just acknowledging what their opinions are but yeah there's some really good ones on there so it's called if books could kill and i'm sure it's on all your normal podcasting platforms so wherever you're listening to this you can probably catch that but that's my recommendation for the week i have been listening to it lots so let's go all right let's get into it Avoiding burnout. Now, this is probably quite a topical conversation, especially as we head into winter, but I wanted to start this off with a little bit of my story and a little bit why I think this is a good time to talk about it. So I've always been a person that no matter what I'm doing, I'm putting 110% into absolutely every ounce of that aspect. So let's look at, for example, when I was in hospitality, I was working my butt off to work for those jobs. I was the best barista I could possibly be. I brought my full energy to that job. And then I would turn up to uni and bring my full energy again. And I feel like at this stage in my life, I am currently doing the same things, but different careers. So I am bringing 110% of my energy to teaching when I am there and I am bringing, I would even go further and say 120% into my business at the moment in terms of my energy and I am always maxing out when I am present in the moment with that area. So I've really commonly experienced burnout because I will push and push and push until I can't push anymore and then I'll find my body will just get sick. I will have horrible flu symptoms, I will feel groggy and gross, and that's kind of my telltale sign as to when I know I've gone too far, um, and my body will just shut down for a little bit, but I am a sucker for, for it, so I feel like both this is a learning curve for me and a chance to just share alongside that I've written down five tips that I find recently, so I've feel like I should have already experienced burnout, but I have been um, applying these five strategies, um, these five tips to my day-to-day life and what I do now and just making sure that one, I'm still enjoying this and two, that, that this is still worth it for me. So these five have really helped me with this and helped me really avoid burnout when I am pushing as much as I am at the moment in both my career, my business and my social life, my exercise routines, just everything I'm doing. So this is supporting me lots. Number one is have moments in the week that are just for you. Now, I own a house, I have a fiancé and I have a cat. I understand that I don't have children yet um, and I can't comprehend what that feels like. But if some, as someone in my position... I make it really, really known that I need moments in the week for me. And I think no matter where you are in your life, on your journey, it's important that you're having moments in your week for you. So they're going to look different to everyone. So my moments are going to be entirely different to what your moments may look like. But for me, it's it's really simple things like reading in bed, um, going for a walk with a friend, going to the gym by myself, listening to a podcast while driving, um, going for a random walk that's not planned, like 
just being 100% present in the moment with myself and acknowledging my feelings. Like last night I did a meditation in bed as I was falling asleep. I honestly don't even know where the meditation ended and my sleep began. But I was doing this visualization meditation where I was imagining what I want from my careers and my businesses in a ball of light and I was imagining all my limiting beliefs as like a dark space and I was merging the two um, to help my desires and wants overcome my limiting beliefs and I know this may sound a bit woo-woo but I love it Um, and I think that things like that are where my moments come in for me because I wasn't doing anything for anyone else I wasn't trying to people please I wasn't working for my business I was working wholeheartedly for the drive of me so I think making sure you have moments like that in your week is super crucial and it's going to make such a difference number two is something I've already spoken about on the podcast so if you have listened to previous episodes you would have noticed this but again I'm going to say it because it is so important set boundaries have extremely clear boundaries with work, social life, partners, everything. You are allowed to exist in your own world and your own routines and people can't care. You know what I mean? Like I am allowed to not work for teaching outside my working hours. So I work Monday to Friday, albeit it's probably about 7.30 till 4 is my working hours that I do for teaching Um, and I don't work outside that. I I have actually put my foot down. I don't work outside that. And if I want to work outside that, I will make myself stay late at school to get that work done. I try extremely hard not to bring it home. And if I am going to do anything at home on that front, it's only things that I can do on my phone. So I won't get out my computer to do schoolwork. I just, I have a rule about it and that's a boundary I've set and all my colleagues know that. Um, something else I've got a boundary set on is that I won't reply after 8pm um, I to pretty much anyone. If I do, it's a random chance. Normally I'm off my phone by 8 o'clock. I have my sleep mode set to come in. Um, I just have these really clear boundaries because after 8pm I want to be in bed with just me and Josh and the cat and reading and I don't want to have to be thinking oh man have I replied to that person on Instagram and their comment oh man have I done that email about the literacy standards for my children I don't want to be thinking about any of that I want to be focused on where I am so setting those clear boundaries around work social life um, friendships and even just sometimes with friendships you have to say you're too busy for things There are things that you can't take on and at the moment my social life is taking taking the null because I'm so focused on my career and my business that my social life is coming down a little bit but I'm okay with that and it may even mean that in a few years I reassess that but I think for right now that's where my drive is and where my focus is. So to avoid burnout I'm pulling down in other areas and setting my boundaries to match where I want to be. Number three Be present in what you're doing. Doing one thing and thinking about the next thing is only more stressful. So what I mean by this, I I wrote this down and my brain just went, whoa, this is cool. (laughs) And I was like, you're actually writing down what you do. But being actively present. So I'm not sitting here recording this podcast thinking about, oh man, I have to go to the gym, I have to cook dinner. I am present in this moment and absorbing all the energy I can into this because people notice If you give your energy undivided attention to your friends, you are going to have stronger friendships. If you give your undivided attention attention to your work, you are going to find work run smoother. 
if you are sitting at, let's say you're sitting at work trying to reply to emails, but you're thinking about the reports you have to write for your kids. You're thinking about what you have to cook for dinner. You're thinking that, oh man, I have to go to the gym on the way home, which is stressing me out because if I don't get that done, I'm I'm not going to feel good, but then I'm going to run out of time to cook dinner and it gets extremely overwhelming. But if you allow yourself to be present in the moment and go, right, I'm not going to worry about any of that. All I have to do right now is reply to those emails. It will find, you'll find that A, it'll take less time and B, it just, it will be more of a relaxing activity. And I think I'm managing to now realize if I can just focus on where I am, I find the rest is less overwhelming. Like I know what I need, want to do today. I don't have to get that done. I set set it in a priority order list and if I don't get it all done, I don't get it all done. I mean, nobody's chasing my tail. I'm doing this because I want to. So just remember that at the end of the day, you can only do what you can do. You can't bend over backwards to please other people. Other people have to get over it. If you're meeting the bare minimum you need to, that's all you need to do. Don't overexert yourself for other people's benefit. I think that's something that is getting to me at the moment about things like teaching is I am I put so much energy into it and I actually the, the most I get out of it is my relationship with the kids I teach and I love that for now Hiya, we're just going to take a quick break in this episode to remind you that our four-week productivity planner is available for purchase. It's your go-to planner to get yourself set up and organised for your month ahead and start building that productivity that you want in your life. If this sounds like something that you're looking for, head to our Shopify link in the description below. Anyway, back to the episode. let's go into number four (laughs) um do it straight away and if not set a reminder that way it makes the little tasks stack so when something I've picked up from one of my colleagues is when something happens and I think oh I need to do that if you can do it then do it it removes procrastination it makes the idea of the task less daunting or set a reminder for a time that you know you can do it. So an example of that is putting away the washing. If you get home from work and your washing's hanging up and you look at it and go, oh, but I'll just sit down for five minutes. And then you sit down for 15 minutes. And then you sit down for 20 minutes. And then you're on your bed on your phone for 30 minutes. And then you're going, oh, I can't be bothered doing the washing. I'll just do it tomorrow. Had you just walked in the door, done the washing, and then sat down you wouldn't have had this overlooming task of the laundry annoying you. You would have just been able to relax. So I think I'm trying to learn that if I don't procrastinate certain tasks, I will be able to just relax into the space that I am. And again, that comes down to being present where you are. And something I always ask myself when it comes to little mundane tasks like that, if current Meg doesn't want to do it, why would future Meg want to do it? Like things like emptying the dishwasher before I go to bed. Well, if... Meg before bed doesn't want to empty the dishwasher. Chances are pretty darn likely Meg in the morning isn't going to want to empty it either. But one of you has to do it, so it may as well be the one that's right there now. And I, I that's a mindset shift that I had 
about six months ago and I would say it is avidly helping me avoid burnout because I am on top of the little tasks and they no longer feel so overwhelming so the little tasks have become more routine and easier and I've quit that procrastination cycle that I gone into so it's helping me avoid the burnout Um, and number five is just to be realistic and kind to yourself it is sometimes unachievable to want to get everything done so remember that if you are realistic with yourself you're going to get more done and you're going to feel a better sense of achievement and you're just going to be that little bit more kind to yourself so remember be nice to yourself and don't overdo it it's it can be it can feel like a lot sometimes and I think just being present where you are and focusing on those five things which I will recap really quickly so number one was having moments in the week for you number two was setting boundaries number three was being present and where you are and what you're doing Um, number four was to do it straight away and if not set a reminder and number five was to be realistic over on my Instagram I did some polls just out of interest more for myself but I thought I would share them with you anyway if you are interested in taking part of these polls or being a part of these questionnaires please do head over to that happy habit the Instagram and you can follow me um so the first one I asked was have you experienced burnout because I I don't know if a lot of people I didn't know if a lot of people had and burnout something that I've definitely experienced in the past and I'm wanting to speak about it now because it's something that if I don't become actively aware of now I most likely will experience it again and to my surprise 100% of people that responded said yes they have experienced burnout and that probably does make sense because if you hadn't experienced it you might not have replied but I think there was about 20 or 30 people somewhere in between there that said they'd experienced burnout so that's a lot of people so I hope that this helps you <laughs> um and then the next lot was what season is it most common in for you um and 87 percent said they commonly found it worse in winter and I would totally agree that's why I'm talking about it now because we are heading into those cooler months and I do truly believe it's because there's less time in the day and what I find is I'm still trying to achieve the same amount that I did in summer and spring and autumn in winter even though there's significantly less time in the day like I'm leaving in the dark and I'm getting home in the dark so how can I expect to mow my lawns like I used in summer I could come home from work and oh mean I'll just do some gardening after work but that's that's not how this works anymore if I want to get any of that done it has to be in the weekend and then my weekends start filling out so just trying to a that comes down to being realistic and also being kind to yourself you may not be able to fit as much as you did in summer and autumn and spring into that winter month. So really be kind to yourself there. Um, I then asked my listeners uh, how they avoided burnout themselves. So I thought this would be quite a cool way to just share some different tips, things that I haven't talked about already. Um, so the first person said that they choose a weekend to not do anything that they don't want to do. So they choose a weekend where they're not going to people please and they stick to their own boundaries there. Uh, The second person said communication with their boss, partner and parents and ask for help on day-to-day tasks. That is a fantastic point that I haven't addressed and that is asking for help. I feel I'm going to do another entire podcast episode on how to ask for help because it is such a confronting feeling but if you can get over that that worry of what other people think you'll you'll be so much more better off so well done to that person for being able to say that because that's such an achievement in itself 
Um, another person said making sure to see friends and connect with people outside of work at least twice a week. So there's that social part, making sure you're doing something for yourself that isn't work. And it is so common that work can absorb your life. So just remember there's more to life than your job. Um, next one, recognize early and take time to decompress and self-care. I love self-care and being able to recognize when you're just done with it is so important. Next one said, trying to prioritize myself and stop saying yes to everything and everyone. Oh, people pleaser attitude 101. We do not need to say yes to everyone. You can say no. You can be too busy to take on something else. Just remember that. And last one, time for me and some exercise. So again, taking time for yourself and looking after your body makes such a big difference. Right, um, then I asked, this is so much fun, I love doing interactive stuff with my audience. It feels like it's a bit more, a bit more of a like, not just me speaking to a microphone kind of space. Um, I asked for some listener questions. So I haven't taken notes, I was just going to see what came out, because that's a bit more authentically me. And I like to think that the people who have asked me this are asking me kind of on a friend level rather than an influencer level. So the first person asked, how do I put myself first? Um, this has taken me a long time to do. I have always found myself to be such a selfless person and I will always, I'm an empath, so I'm worrying about what other people are feeling and how people are in situations. And it's only something I'm learning to do now is if it doesn't feel good to me, I don't do it. Um, a great example of that would be my relationship with alcohol. The fact that I don't drink anymore, um, and I used to drink because everyone else was drinking, not because I enjoyed it. So I I put myself first by saying no to things I don't want to do and being honest. I think most of my friendships thrive on honesty. I would like to think that every person I am is in my that is in my close circle knows that I will be extremely honest with them and I will tell them when I'm uncomfortable, I will tell them when I'm overwhelmed, I will tell them when I'm sad because I feel comfortable to do that. So I put myself first by being myself. I think for so many years I used to try to be someone I wasn't. So now I can put myself first by being myself and just acknowledging that I'm allowed to be who I want to be and if you don't like that, you don't have to be a part of it. You don't have to be in the space. And I get to choose who is in my space. So I think that's been a massive thing about putting myself first. Thank you for the question. Um, another one. When do I know that I'm burnt out? Um, so like I mentioned earlier, I am get sick. Um, but I think another good thing to notice, um, so this is probably prior to being burnt out when I'm kind of on my way to burning out, I stop enjoying tasks. Like I love checklists and like getting things done, being super hyper organized. That's like my vibe. But I know when I'm starting to get burnt out because things start to annoy me. Like I don't want to go to the gym. I don't want to go for a walk with a friend on Saturday. I'd actually rather lie in bed till 9am. I don't want to vacuum my house. I don't want to have a clean kitchen. I can't be bothered doing the dishwasher before bed. So I, I think I notice it because I lose that little part of me that loves being organized. She disappears. And I think that that's a really big telltale sign for me when I'm starting to get burnt out. And then when I am burnt out, I can honestly look in the mirror and I know. Like my eyes, my under my eyes are so dark 
and I feel sick. I always have a croaky voice or a runny nose. Um, and just my getting up at 5.20 is impossible. Like it's not going to happen. So I think acknowledging that that is okay and maybe I need to take a day off work. And when I take a day off, this actually leads into the next question. But making sure I'm not doing anything associated with that happy habit. I am just taking the day. Um, that leads into the third question. When taking a day off to recover from burnout, how do you make sure you truly rest? And as someone who sucks at resting, like absolutely sucks at it, this is really hard for me to answer because I am a sucker for if I'm taking a day off from one thing to fill it with something else. Now, a big learning curve for me with this was at the end of last year when I just finished my first year of teaching I went cool I get was it six or seven weeks off mean I'm gonna fill it with work so in the start of term four I started booking in work for that start of the school holidays I got to the work and I wanted to pass out I was so exhausted I was so run down and I was just ready to give it up give it all up but because I booked it in and I'm a stubborn person I did all the work and then I got to the end of it and went, I need to do nothing. So for about three days, I think just before Christmas, I literally did nothing but watch sucky TV shows that honestly have no educational value or no purpose for watching other than reality TV. And I just did that and I read books and I didn't talk to anyone. I didn't go see anyone. I just... I little hid in my little cocoon of my house and I didn't leave and I think I know that I'm truly resting because I get to the end of the day and I can just fall straight to sleep like my mind isn't thinking about the millions of things that it has to achieve it's just going oh you're done good night you've done this you've rested and I think it's still definitely a skill that I'm learning and I'm trying to get better at but I think it's a fantastic question because do you ever really know when you're truly rested? Because even then I get to the end of the school holidays and I feel like I'm more tired than when I started. So how do you know that you've truly rested? I tell you what, when I figure it out, I will let the podcast know. <laughs> but I hope that somewhere in the mix of this, this has been able to support you, make you feel a little bit more like you're normal in the way that you experience burnout. So these were my tips and tricks to avoiding burnout and I hope you have taken away something from this. Now if if you have I would love if you shared this podcast with someone um, because that's how I grow so I would love for you to share it with someone that you know or even someone you think would benefit from this knowledge. Thank you so much. Goodbye. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of That Happy Habit, the podcast. If you're keen to hear more about us or find us elsewhere, you can find us over on Instagram and TikTok at That Happy Habit. Further, you can find us on Shopify at That Happy Habit, where we've released our four-week productivity planner. If you had time, could you please leave a comment or a review in the section below? We really appreciate your support, and this is how others find our podcast. Or easier, you could just share it with someone that you know. Thank you so much. Bye.